Hello, Knights of the World Table. Zach here to tell you it's time for some bonus episodes. The bonus bio episodes have been some of my favorite parts of each season. If you haven't listened to those, go back now and listen to those bonus bio episodes from our previous seasons because they are some of my favorite episodes we have done. And there are a bunch of characters in season four to learn a little bit more about. A little talk with the performer about the backstory that they have in mind about the different characters in season four, and then an improvised scene based uh, somewhere in that character character's backstory. It's really fun. We really enjoy doing them. And today we are going to be featuring Carlos Guzman, who plays Delith. And Yenny, Delith's scene that we did is uh, up there in one of my favorites. So we hope you enjoy that. We're going to do uh, this bio episode this week as extra content next week will probably also be a bio episode and then i think we'll have a regular episode and then we'll sprinkle bio episodes throughout the off weeks in the next few weeks we hope you enjoy remember take care of yourself take care of each other and make life an adventure to the roll table to a bio episode we are sitting down with the whole cast of season four we got chris daly hey jen stapacrespo we got matt masterman hello we got silly old zach stones hey (laughs) and we got carlos guzman who is the subject of this bio episode carlos fine welcome welcome to the bio episode oh thank you i'm honored to be here we're excited to have you now you play two characters in season four that's Tell right me who they are um uh, well uh there are two characters i play them separately never at mm-hmm. the same time yes um one is delith corvax who is a rogue um and the other one is yenny dunk who is a barbarian halfling now before we get to know Dell and Yenny a little more. Let's learn a little bit more about Carlos. Carlos, what are y'all about? What do you do for a living? If, what do you Where want the you people to know What's about? What's your social? Where what do you, you want go? people to know about Carlos? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I know the majority of these, uh, of the people in this group through, uh, improv. Uh, what I would like people to know about me is that I have been doing improv for, oh, I mean, closing on 10 years now, but so maybe about eight or nine at this point. Um, and, and part of, part of the thing about improv that attracted me is, uh, I actually tried stand up shortly before <laughs> doing my first improv, uh, workshop. And, um, the terrifying thing about stand up is, um, if, if you do something wrong or people don't laugh, you're the only person who can do anything to fix it. And the nice thing about improv is, yes, you have to make up things in the moment, but people can save you or can just like, take it away from you um so you don't just feel the spotlight burning up burning through your retinas um so uh the 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 sort of like team sport aspect of improv and the socializing aspect of improv is something that carries that that carries over to 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 D D pretty easily 
and is something that I've really uh, uh, enjoyed about this podcast and enjoyed about previous times that I've played D and I never really played fourth edition, um, but I did play some three and three point five, um, and then yeah. I picked things back up with five, which has been very fun um, and a pretty good time. Let's talk first about Yenny Donk and uh, what do we need to know about Yenny? Yenny was a uh, interesting character to create. Um, I, I think what took me in the direction of, of going with Yenny was we we had a discussion about a da- uh, using the um, the the booklet um called ancestry and culture and sort of the idea of splitting things up uh along those two lines and mixing and matching in a way to to make a a character that that you could probably homebrew with a dm but isn't really like within the player's guide itself um seemed very appealing so uh (laughs) the 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 one that seemed like very obvious to me um when we were going through ancestry and culture of the original sort of species and 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 races that are available in the player's guide was uh, a halfling raised by orcs um and and so that's that's who yenny is um she uh, was adopted by the donk family in in a roaming orc tribe um she's a halfling but doesn't really know much about like her halfling heritage to her she's just always been part of the orc tribe and so that's how how she perceives things uh, they're a roaming tribe mostly pastoral though so a lot of like animal husbandry a lot of like woodworking and trading with people um as they sort of like roam around a a particular area um and she was she was usually delegated in her younger years to kind of like livestock and foraging duty but she very much was attracted to like the sort of like fighting and and hunting aspects of of the tribe and of of like the the orcish tradition as she was growing up um <laughs> at one point she found herself uh infatuated with with an with uh, uh an orc fighter uh of the tribe not much older than her but but definitely old enough to sort of um be be well on his way to go off a, a adventuring and sort of like split off from the tribe and when he sort of like ended up taking off and uh, becoming, uh, of all things, a bodyguard for a cool wizard. She she very much sort of planted her flag and and convinced her parents that she would be better off instead of trying to kind of like herd animals around. She would be better off, um, you know, picking up an axe and learning how to properly use it. So since that time, she got she got her training in. She, I don't know if you would exactly classify it as barbarian training, but I guess she got training in fighting and exhibited traits that pushed her towards the the barbarian class. And once she uh, separated off from the tribe and and sort of like took off and got to do her own adventures, she's been very happy to be uh, smashing stuff to bits uh, since. Uh, I'm wondering if maybe there was a time that Yenny uh, maybe told her parents that uh, she wanted to kind of pursue this life, if that was something that we could recreate and kind of live in. Oh, certainly. Certainly we could. Who else is in Yenny's family that might have been around? Well, uh, she has a mom and a dad orc and Mm -hmm. uh, an older brother orc. Uh, The mom is called Brenna Dunk. And the dad is Ivan Donk. 
and then the older brother is Porto Dunk. So they probably all would have been present in the household when she tried to make her case. She probably wouldn't have been necessarily dramatic about it, but there there, there probably would have been quite a uh, quite a hectic discussion uh, around it because once Yanni gets something into her head, uh, it's tough to talk her out of it. And how long before we meet Yenny in season four do you think that this happened? Are we talking a few months, a few years? Oof, probably like close to a decade. Um, okay. But, you know, it, it, halfling lifespan, you know, so so we're saying like if if nowadays in the campaign she'd be in her 20s, then this is like teenage years. All right. Well, I think uh, it would be a lot of fun to see that, to go back and see how Yenny uh, explained to her parents that she wanted to become a, bar- a barbarian instead of a ranch worker there. We have uh, Yenny, which will be played by Carlos. We also have Brenna, Ivan, and Porto. All right. Let us begin and set the scene on an orcish home out on the land. And young Yenny comes into the, comes into the home and sees her family there. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, sorry, I was, I was running. Oh, Yenny, I'm so glad you're home. I could really use a hand. Uh, the the mayor just uh, gave birth, and uh, we've got a brand new cold on our hands. Isn't that exciting? Ma, 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 no, no, I have to tell you something. Sweetheart, you are, you look at you, you are a wreck. You are covered in thistle. What did I tell you? Did you run all the way here? Look at you, you're sweating. Oh, mummy, 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 Yenny clearly can't take these uh, responsibilities. I will take care of the mayor. Oh. You handle your mother. duties. Oh, thank duties you, Porto. You are such a dear. Thank you. Porto, you're it, dumb, and everyone my... thinks you're dumb. Stop talking. I'm talking. I want to talk. Yenny, Mom, Yenny, I want to talk. Bless your heart, Yenny. Bless your heart. I'll take care of the mayor. Don't worry. And I've already taken care of the chores. Don't you worry. I'll, I'll handle the rent duties. Day to day, not a problem. You just do your thing here. Let Yenny talk. Just let her talk. Thank you. Thank you. See, Pa Pa knows I have important things in my, up here in the meat meathead area. Your Pa is half a bottle into his moonshine, all right? I don't really care what he has to say, but Yenny, go ahead. What What do you got to say to us? Woman. Okay. You remember Greg? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Greg. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that feller you've been spending some time with. Greg that bangs his head on things all the time? No, no, he does that because he's strong, and strong people have to test their strength all the time with every part that's strong. So, yes. Maybe that would make sense to you, Porto, if any part of you was strong as your belly because you're fat. Yenny! I'm sorry. Yenny, don't, that is not how you talk to your brother. Now, you tell him you are sorry. He's fat, though. Or you are getting no biscuits tonight. Okay, yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What I meant to say is, Forget you're up. Hey, we taught her how to tell the truth. We taught her to encourage the truth. She tells the truth. It's the truth. But the truth is not always kind, and that was what I think we should try. Anyway, Yenny, I'm sorry. Point is, Greg's gone, and he's protecting a wizard. And that's, that's what I want to do. You want to protect a wizard? No, I want to be, I want to be strong and protecting people. I don't want to just protect a, a, a goat or a, a cow. You know, I, I want to protect people. Well, we're people. You could protect us. I know we could ha- have a, it's our bodyguard, yeah? But you don't need protecting. You have the try. Oh, sounds like uh, we're having some issues with, with some of the cattle outside. They must have gotten into the dairy supply. That one sounded like Bernadette. I'll go check. Mom, 
Listen to me. Sorry, there's just a lot going on right now, right? You know that we're coming up on the big season, all right? We need all hands here to help out, and, and that's that's how we protect this family and take and care of each other. I will help out. I will, but you gotta help me out. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna swing an axe. I, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna punch a dog. You know, not not like any dog that we own, but like a bad dog. You know, that's trying to bite a a, a kid. You know, something like that. <laughs> you, you wanna, you wanna just just do those things? Yeah, I wanna, I wanna help. Like that's what that's what I gotta do. I just know it. I've seen it. Could always help your brother with some of the chores around here. I mean, he's been so sweet helping, taking care of your share. That would be helpful. And 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 we we've got some firewood. You could chop that up. Is that is that what you're saying? That's not enough. It's gotta it's gotta be more. I've gotta I've gotta become a warrior. A, a warrior. Yeah, Pardo. What do you what do you think? Uh, I'm for it. I think go on your way. We have everything handled here. I'll just inherit the, the ranch and, and you, you know, be off, bang your head on whatever you need to bang your head on, you know? See? Even Porto thinks it's a good idea, and he has bad ideas every day of his life. Yes, well, I'll have to take care of the cows and the dairy problem, so you you, you three work this out in here. Hey, yeah, so uh, B- Bernadette's fine. She's just a little lactose intolerant. But I mean, uh, there was a bandit out there, though. I, I, I scared it off. But uh, maybe if we had some protection, that would work better. Huh? Bandits? Huh? Yeah. Bandits? Bandits? No. I could take care of bandits. I mean, Ma? honey, aren't you aren't you worried that she's gonna get hurt or something? I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you, we. You, we, you we, take the goat. I'll, I'll get the cow. All right. You, you got it, boss. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll get the goat. Come on. Come on, you goat. Hearing some <laughs> loud and obnoxious voices coming from outside. What could they possibly Come, what, be? What's the matter with this goat? Come on. Get I don't know. I'm kicking it. I'm kicking it. Oh, get no, the cow. What's this? Oh, mind your own business, old timer. Yeah, we're going to stab you with this rock I found. No. Oh, no. I- <laughs> Whoa, what the heck? Whoa, what? Oh my god, Yeti is biting them to death. She's like a whirlwind. Watch out, she's got an axe. Yeah. I yield, I yield. Let's get out of here. Let's go. <laughs> you see him? I bit him, and then I hit him, and then they left, and everyone's fine. Yenny, my apologies. This is your calling. Yenny, I'm so proud of you, and even though I don't understand it, I... I can see now that that there is something inside of you, and, and well, I don't know that that something is ever really going to be that happy here. Is that what you're trying to tell us? Does that mean I get to go beat people up? Because if so, I'll say yes. I mean, I suppose as long as you use the judgment and everything that we taught you to make sure that you're not hurting the wrong people. That's right, Ma. That's what it's about. It's about not hurting the good people just hurting the bad you you'll find the bad people and you'll you'll smash them in real good yeah yeah that's exactly what i'll do my little girl's growing up i can barely stand it <laughs> and smash she did <laughs> hey. wonderful wonderful Now, Carlos, you also play another character, Delith Corvax. Sure yes. Tell us a little bit about Delith. Uh, Delith comes from a coastal area called the Edelsea, 
Uh, it's a peninsula region with a nearby archipelago, right? Um, his his family consists of his father, uh, Richel Corvax, and his brother, uh, Popol Corvax. Um, his mother, unfortunately, passed away when they, when he was younger. And uh, early on, his his father sort of had a trade as a merchant of jewelry and uh, sort of leather. Uh, accessories and things like that but slowly through good fortune and um sort of some some smart maneuvering through the local court uh his dad actually managed to improve the station of the family considerably and got himself to be a lord by the end of it so as uh, Delith was growing up he moved up the um uh, the hierarchy of of the uh, uh of the kingdom of Edelsea and found himself in a in a pretty nice aristocratic station by the time he was a a young adult. Around that time, though, the kingdom of Edelsea started wanting to expand, and unfortunately, its inland neighbors were let's just say a little too strong to to necessarily be conquered or to uh, uh, sort of like start. Uh, any sort of aggression with so rather they they started pointing themselves towards the the island which were a a a sort of small kingdom that that is a coalition of seafaring elves so as as it seemed likely that diplomacy was kind of breaking down and things were about to start getting uh aggressive over there uh, the the Corvax family was conscripted by the court to provide certain certain useful things in 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 wartime part particularly they they were going to sort of help I- interrogate prisoners and try and get uh information that way Delith did not like that very much at all though his brother and father were um a little bit more amenable to that Delith had the opportunity to sort of help someone escape and so he did it was a a fisherman elf by the name of um Let's say Roy and and Roy helped them find safe passage out from his home islands um, once Delith uh, helped him escape. And that was maybe six, seven years ago in game. Since then, you know, uh, Delith crossed the sea over to the uh, uh, the continent that we're more familiar with. And for maybe the last six ish years sort of just been moving from trade to trade as he like moves further and further inland you know anything from like thieves and smugglers to sort of work up the the rogue abilities but then also some things like he was an uh, uh an art critic for uh an aristocratic buyer uh he was a food inspector for a lady of the court and at one point he even juggled and people paid him for it to this day, Della still has his family coat, but he has torn off his family crest and doesn't really acknowledge that he comes from a, a, a family of some renown from a kingdom that he's a little bit ashamed of to this day. So what drives? Sort of the sense of when he was younger, he got a taste of what he knew for sure he didn't want to do. And then once he had escaped the sort of safe confines of his family and his kingdom where he was raised, he sort of had to start determining what it was to do. So rather than just be angry or resentful at the people who were trying to put him in a position that made him uncomfortable, he had to start understanding 
how the world functions and what role he can actually have in it, right? He knew he didn't want to be a bad person and doing those bad things would have made him, he feels, a bad person. But he had mm-hmm. to discover what what is the line and isn't the line of, like, justice or of of making your way in the world. You said that Delith had been a juggler, a That's smuggler, right. uh-huh. and... <laughs> A midnight tuggler. Tuggler? Um, <laughs> keep it PG, guys. <laughs> Sorry. What? Uh, One who tugs. <laughs> worked on a tugboat. Yeah. With the regular elf. Yeah, yeah, just a regular seaman. Were there any other jobs that he had uh, that of note? Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, or any I... ones that were particularly impactful in helping him kind of figure out who he was or to kind of draw that line in the sand of morality for Delith? Sure, yeah. At some point, he sort of um, assisted in some arbitration related to some land disputes, which Mm. seemed like a very boring sort of assignment at the given moment. But um, the, the, um, the sort of tensions that were present with people there allowed him to um, exercise some soft skills and sort of talk down a situation that probably would have come to if not blows um uh, uh some 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 definite acrimony um in a way that made him realize maybe i'm capable of doing good things and not just avoiding doing bad things who were the two parties in this situation uh well um what you're gonna one throw of, it out there yeah what one of them uh, was a duke okay. um uh, uh duke elias um, and the other person would have been uh, the Duke's nephew, who felt entitled to the land that was supposed to be bequeathed to him when the Duke seemed to have died, except when they put him in a coffin, he actually was still alive. Um, and when they pulled him out, he was like, well, my lands belong to me again. And the nephew insisted, no, they don't, because technically you died. And legally, that means everything's mine now. So um, it was it was an odd situation. <laughs> That seems to be actually a pretty common legal concern in our world. <laughs> yeah. It's not the first time that specific hmm. concern has come up. Oh my god, has that happened at some point in the campaign and I totally just didn't know about that? In the Valentine's episode, Mark's character had died and so he and Jen's character were not technically married anymore and they were True. considering death, getting remarried. Till death do they part. <laughs> well, let's join this scene to learn more about Delith Corvax and his uh, past. We join him in a a duke's chamber a uh, large uh, setting with a table and many chairs around it in this giant hall that has a giant fire burning at one end it's decorated with banners and hunted game and the parties of the duke and the duke's nephew you said mm-hmm. of the duke and the duke's nephew have gathered around the table. Tensions are high as the scene unfolds. Duke Elias, thank you for welcoming me into your court. I am Delith Corvax, sent over by the um, wood Woodwash uh, Insurance Company. Uh, I I heard that you requested our help, our aid. Um, is that is that the nephew right there? Oh yes, that's my nephew. It's uh, he's a speak up boy. Talk to the man. 
It's mine now. It's not yours anymore. You died. Well, it was a minor complication, but, um... It's not minor. You were dead, and now I inherit everything. Oh, don't be a poppycock. Uh, Delith, I'm glad you're here. It's quite important for all of us to be civilized. Yes, quite. Uh, so we received your letter, but there there were a couple of questions that I had. Uh, I want oh. more wine. Bring me more wine. Be I quiet, Duke. Don't talk until you're you're told. Chasseau. Wine, sir. Thank you. Yes, very well. Deleth, I must tell you that my nephew is a, an age of of twenty and seven years, and oh, he is acting like he's fourteen. Ooh. All right. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name, uh, young nephew. Uh, you are Lord... I am the Duke now. I have inherited the title because the he Duke. died. I am the new Duke Elias. Duke Winchester Elias. Elias, you are not the Duke. Not as long as I draw breath. I contest you. I contest you. So, what, what is this? <laughs> What is this wine? This is terrible. Bring me more wine. Bring me better wine. I want better wine. Different wine, sir. This one is of a higher vintage. I thank you. Yes, sir. Whenceforth, don't bring him any more wine. Uh, sorry, sir. Until the dispute is settled, I will have to serve both. Sorry, sir. Whenceforth, out. <laughs> Whenceforth, you disappoint me. <laughs> Uh, sorry, so, sir. So then, the the issue seems to be uh, we have a situation of too many dukes at the moment. Yes, you uh, obviously Duke Elias. You continue to draw breath. Thus, the title of duke remains with you for you Quite are alive. Right. And yet, right. at the same time, you died, and legally, the title was bequeathed upon. Um, I'm sorry. Was it Wentworth? Was it uh, no? That that was. Wentzfor- Wentzforth is my is Wentzforth my manservant. Yes, yes. I someone called Winchester call. Elias. Winchester Duke. Elias. Yes, of course. Uh, so so now we arrived at a situation where we have two two dukes. Hmm, curious how that works. Um, du- Duke Elias was said. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Was was your death at all related to? Um, any any method that could be misconstrued as murder? Oh no, not nothing. We don't uh, indulge in foul play, that sort of thing. I was, I was uh, enjoying my nighttime ritual of jumping jacks and drinking custard, and uh, I uh, dr- dr- drinking custard. Uh, I I like to have it melted to a lower viscosity where it's almost a liquid, you see. And that's the only way I can get it down the gullet. Well, you see, I was doing jumping jacks and I was running out of time. I like to go to bed before sunset. And so I decided to drink custard while doing jumping jacks, which caused a bit of an uproar with the kitchen staff. And um, I, I, I actually slipped on the custard and banged my head on my bed bed rail and was knocked unconscious, and what they say was terminal uh, for a few minutes. It was quite a mess to clean up. Hmm. Wentzforth, was the uh, royal physician consulted on the state of uh, Duke Elias? Uh, She was, yes. I see. Okay. And she did proclaim you deceased in that moment? 
Well, I don't know. I was unconscious. Well, okay. <laughs> Other two Goliaths. You can talk to her. You can, you can talk to the royal Is, um, is, is she here? Position. Oh, uh, fantastic. Uh, let, whenceforth, bring in, bring in Batilda. Uh, yes, sir. I'll be right back. So anyway, it was a minor inconvenience, but I, I, I was roused with some smelling salts and a bit of a slap. And you know these thing, how these things go. It was a revivification spell because you are dead. Shut dead your mouth, you! Were uh, these two at it again? I am the Duke. Yes. <laughs> oh, goodness me, I've got no time for this, or I'm supposed to deliver a baby. Uh, we, baby we, can wait. The, the, the baby indeed can wait. Royal physician uh, Belinda, was it? Uh, it sounds good to me. Listen, I'm Batilda. a busy Batilda. Batilda. <laughs> Batilda. Somebody Batilda, write that down. <laughs> as, you know, physician, as, a, as a, the only royal physician in the household, I'm pretty busy. We've got a large staff here, right? Now, 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 Madge down there in the basement, she's ready. She's already crowning, all right? You pull me away for this. These two squawking heads. Ooh. Woo! <laughs> you hear her? Right down there! Ooh. We're busy! That's a lady that's got half a kid half of her, I'll tell you what. Uh, well, let's let's not discuss that crowning and let's discuss this crowning, yes? So the, the crowning of, of, of Duke Elias... Uh, right. Of, of the other Duke Elias, I know, it's, uh, Winchester it's bloody, Elias. bloody frustrating, ain't it? The two of them can't get the names straight. Uh, yes, it, it, it most certainly and is. You can but just it call not... them the old one and the young one. It, it, is there a period of time when it is appropriate to declare uh, that legally the title is bequeathed from one to the other? Well, I'm not a legal expert, but I can tell you, uh, he was dead. I mean, no pulse or nothing, weren't no breathing, held a little mirror up to his nose. I walked around him three times, spat some salt over my shoulder. I mean, I did, you know, all the technical things. It seems you tried everything. Yes, I really did. And then, you know, I kicked she, him. And You heard her, couple... she did the spitting of salt, and I'm the duke. But, you know, I will say, on my professional opinion... But he is alive now. Well, thank you very much. Very much so. <laughs> Do we suspect any possible necromancy? We must rule it out. Is it possible? What? What's that then? Uh, that's when, okay, you know how there's bones inside you? Well, there's wizards that make those bones dance, even when you're dead. Um... Do you think that's what's happening now? Is it's that not possible? known for Duke for a long time. He's not much of a dancer. Young man, I don't subscribe to such things. I, you know, the world is a is a sphere and whatnot. I, I, I think that uh, you should believe in the power of free speech and also that if, if you die, you die. And if you're alive, you're alive. And I'm clearly alive now, and so therefore I'm still the Duke. Right. And so my nephew is a poppycock. No. That shall not be entered into the record. But we do acknowledge that you are alive. Uh, strike that from the record, uh, record keeper. Uh, yes, sir. Listen, can I go? I'm, I'm a little concerned about the baby. I need my leeches. Thank you. I need my leeches. on you, though, I am definitely running low on leeches. Thank you, Matilda. All right. I'll, I'll see uh, you. Let it known in the records, record keeper. Uh, mm, yes. Henceforth, <laughs> uh, that uh, Matilda has left. Matilda uh, uh, <laughs> left. Yes, thank you. Okay, thank you henceforth. Whenceforth, 
You may <laughs> shut the door. Oh, yes, uh, yes. That, that was a door. <laughs> so we find ourselves in the situation where, uh, obviously, biologically, uh, sensibly, the Duke remains alive. But legally, the Duke did pass away long enough for power of authority to have gone down the lineage. Uh, um, objection. Yes, go on. Well, there's, there's one part of the law that I'm sure you will know, being a legal expert, is that when... When someone dies, the next of kin that would be the duke would have to be in the building in order to claim that uh, prize. And and my nephew was not in the building. He was off chasing foxes at the time. Is this true, Winchester? This is a art that law makes no sense. It's not useful. I can chase foxes if I need to chase foxes. I happen to like foxes. I'd come back to the building eventually, and it would be my building. Mine, mine, mine. More wine went When you came back, I was alive. Barely. This, this is a salient point. Winchester, you saw your uncle alive earlier that day. And when you saw him again later that day, you saw him alive as well. You at no point witnessed the Duke actually deceased. You have to trust other people's accounting of it, and thus, you cannot be witness to it. Is That's that right. It was it was Wensforth that, that told you that I was dead. I didn't know that I was dead. He told you that I had died. And, and everyone just believed him, because why would Wensforth lie, of course? Thus, would it be possible that all of this may be an elaborate ruse, a prank of sorts, on you, Winchester, to uh, make you think that such a thing would be owed to you, and yet it is not actually legally yours for the Duke Remains here. There's no way that we would be able to prove otherwise. Is that right? I'm much too smart for that. It couldn't possibly be true. Well, uh, I don't actually remember feeling any pain when I was told that I died and then woke up. He smelled dead when I got back. He smelled dead. It could have been the foxes. Could it have been been the the custard. custard? <laughs> custard gets quite pungent after it dries up, and I suppose it could have been the custard. Well, henceforth, you told me that I had died, and and when the when the when Batilda came in, she said, "Well, you said that she said that I had died." Yes, and she she confirmed that, sir. Yes. So you, you are you are confirming that you died, Duke. But 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 I I wasn't able to. I don't know. I mean, I'm just taking it on the word of my. My manservant. I see. So he can't prove that you ever died, and you can't prove that you were ever not dead, because you were probably dead and couldn't tell whether you were alive or dead. Thus... I have no recollection of being dead. I see. Yes. Thus we have no way to prove either case. In a sense, the title of Duke belongs to Wensford. What? I'm sorry, what? He was present when you were deceased, right? So we can attest to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Winchester was not present at the moment in time, thus cannot prove that such a thing uh, happened. And if if I'm correct in, in, in stating this, once the lineage no longer applies, proximity is what applies for time. Oh, yes, that's quite right. It's a, it's a, it's a bylaw and the laws. Right. It's if, if the next in line is not uh, uh, legally 
in the building, then it goes to the next person that's within a 10-foot and then a 15-foot and a 25-foot radius. But I wanted to hunt the foxes! Oh, shut up, you, with your foxes! And hunt them you did! And now we've arrived, if neither of you can agree on who the Duke is, well, then Wentzforth must be the Duke. Well, Hmm. I see no reason to dispute this. Uh, Obviously, it's true, because that's what the law states. So, Wentzforth, if I died, and Batilda says I died, then Mm -hmm. you are now the Duke. Wonderful. I would like more wine. Henceforth, get the Duke more wine. Okay. Thank you so so much, Delita. You have caused many problems to go away. I'm going to go live in our summer home. I must admit the logic is indisputable. I yield. It's a boy, and I'm naming it Delith. <laughs> <Hey>! Huzzah! <laughs>